The information provided herein is for training and educational purposes only and is not for solicitation. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program, brought to you by the Retirement Income Store and Matthew Johnson, owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management and author of The Capitalized Life. Are you living the life you want? Are you as prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. And good morning to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a wonderful morning this morning. So hope you've had your coffee. You're ready to conquer the day. But just before you go, may we have about 30 minutes together where we can have a discussion today that's going to be relevant to you and hopefully beneficial to you. Remember that our episodes are powered by the Retirement Income Store, the place that retirees go for income. So today we're going to be talking about why cash is so important to you. You know, cash is a very arbitrary term. It's something that we hear every day or just about every day, but rarely do we stop to think about the power of cash. Cash is a tool. It is certainly something that most of us anyway have in our life. But the question is, have we stopped to think about the power of cash and what the capabilities of cash could be for us? So we're going to break this down. We're going to be discussing having cash on hand. We're going to be talking about an acronym that I use in my life that I share with my friends. It's called WAM, and we'll be talking about that. We're going to be talking about investment opportunities, even how cash impacts and how you should be using cash within your own 401k. We're going to be talking about required minimum distributions and the power of cash. And then we're going to be talking about cash itself and what it needs to be doing for you. So we got a big show ahead, so I do hope that you stay tuned and maybe take a few notes on today's episode. So let's first and foremost talk about the primary purpose of having cash. So having cash on hand for emergencies is very, very important. As a financial advisor, I've been doing this for 23 years now. It's kind of hard to imagine. But people ask me from time to time about having cash on hand. And I believe that cash is a very important tool. It's something that we do need to have on hand. And you know, when I say on hand, I'm saying on hand. I'm not talking in the bank. I'm talking on hand. Many years ago, I heard about an old farmer that had taken cash because he didn't believe in banks and he had put it in plastic ice cream pails and then he buried it in his field in certain areas. And whenever he needed to buy something, he would just go out and he would dig up a bucket. (laughs) Now, who knows if this story is true or not, but the story that was told to me was that one day he had gotten to the age where he was a little too old to do the digging. He had a hired man that worked for him that he trusted. And he asked this young man to go and to dig up one of his buckets. And he gave him the particular location. And the boy went out and dug it up. And sure enough, it was there. The problem was, is that moles had gotten into the bucket and they had chewed up the cash and turned it into basically some really nice nesting material. So if you're going to have it on hand and you're going to bury it in the field or the garden, just be wise as to the implement that you use to bury your cash. Now, with that being said, all joking aside, 
Having cash on hand in your home as an emergency is an important thing. And we don't need, you know, tens of thousands of dollars unless you anticipate something very wrong happening. But it is important to have that cash because if you need the cash for something and potentially there has been, say, a damaging storm and you can't get into the bank or if something were to happen to the bank, you never know. Even on the weekend when the bank is closed or holiday, just having cash on hand is a very important tool. And when it comes to having cash in the bank, I'm also a big believer in that. I believe that we need to have banks. Banks are very important. They're a very useful implement for us to house our money, to keep our money safe, and to make our money available to us whenever we need it. But here's the key. If we're going to have cash in the bank, we need to determine first and foremost what that number is that we need to have. Now, for some individuals, maybe having $5,000 in cash at all times in the bank account is an important component. For others, it may be 25000 For others, it may be 100000 I don't know what that number is for you individually, but it is important first and foremost that you do determine what that number is going to be. If you have more than you need for emergencies, and typically the thing to keep in mind is I take clients through what I refer to as the worst day of their life. So I'll give that to you. It's kind of fun, kind of depressing, but kind of fun because it kind of helps us outline if we really need as much money in the bank as what we anticipate or we tell ourselves that we do. And that is this. If you woke up one morning and you decided you were going to leave that morning and go have coffee with one of your friends. So you're backing out the car and you're driving down the road and all of a sudden you have a major automobile accident. Well, the car is totaled and you end up going to the hospital. When we think about it, Well, you've got a deductible for the car because you have car insurance, so there is a necessity for cash. You're in the hospital, right? And so if you have health insurance, maybe if you're under the age of Medicare age, 65, you have a deductible and you have coinsurance. So you're going to need cash for the deductible and the coinsurance. But while you're in the hospital, then say your spouse calls and says, hey, honey, terrible accident. We've had a windstorm that hit the tree behind our house and the branch fell out and hit the roof of our house. Pretty bad day, huh? Well, the reality is, is that most of the big, huge expenses that we may have in our life are already being covered by insurance, whether it's our car, whether it's our health, whether it's our house. So oftentimes we really don't need that much cash in the bank as much as we may tell ourselves that we need. Another rule of thumb could be six months worth of income. If you were to lose your job, if you were to become disabled on the job and you didn't have that income, having six months worth of supplied income sitting in the bank, that may be a good thing for you to have. So as a result, when it comes to having cash in the bank, I encourage you to make certain that you detail what kind of outlay of cash you may need but also be very, very careful not to have more than you need. Because you see, if you have more cash in the bank than you actually need, now what's happening is you're losing to inflation. Let's say that inflation on average is 3%, but the amount of cash that you have sitting in the bank is only making, say, two to three tenths. Well, what that means is that you're potentially losing over two and three quarter percent on that money 
every single year to inflation. The bank's not going to tell you that. They're not going to put it on your statement as a parenthesis and say, congratulations, you've lost X to inflation this year. They're not going to say that. So you personally, as the bank investor, need to be very, very careful to understand having cash in the bank is important, but having too much is something that you need to deal with. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The next thing is the acronym of WAM. Now, WAM is nothing really new. There's many people, probably you could be one of them or one of your friends. But my granddaddy was this way. I always noticed that the older generation always had cash. It seemed like he always did anyway. And he called it his wham. And his wham was his walking around money. And you know, it was interesting. When I was younger, I had cash, but I always blew the cash. I always seemed to spend the cash. But as an adult, I've learned that having a couple hundred dollars, whatever that dollar amount is that's important to you, having it in my pocket is very important. And the reason why is that I can buy what I need to buy without using a credit card. Or more importantly, and this is a big thing for me, it's the thing that I use to be a blessing to others. Maybe I've gone to a restaurant and I've gotten a bill and I go to pay the bill, but I consider just what wonderful service and what a wonderful smile that waitress provided and how happy and joyful she was. And she was a good waitress and she took good care of my family and myself. Well, in that particular case, maybe I'm going to feel like giving her a little bit larger of a tip rather than just say 15 to 20%. Maybe I see somebody on the street and I'm walking past and I really, I have a heart that goes out to them. I have compassion for them and I decide, you know what, I'm going to give them some money. Maybe I just see someone that's around me. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a coworker. And I realize that something's going on and they could really use a little bit of assistance. Maybe it's something as simple as I have my spouse or I have a child with me and they perceive, they see something and they would really appreciate getting it. And you know, we don't do this all the time for our kids or for our spouse, but what if we just went in and we bought that bracelet that they were looking at and we came home and we surprised them or we surprised them right there that very minute on the spot. You see, having a little walking around money is an important thing. And I can't tell you, this may sound a little strange to you, but having some walking around money sitting in your pocket, it does something for your psychology. For some odd reason, it just makes you feel a little bit better. And you know what? That's an okay thing to do. So I encourage you to make certain that you have that walking around money. Now, number three is going to be cash for investment opportunities. Now, this could be cash in the bank or it could be cash at home. Doubtful that the numbers that we're about to talk about, you're going to have in your pocket. Otherwise, you're going to be wearing some cargo pants. But that would be the cash that you set back for investment opportunities. And I'm not talking about investment opportunities as in stocks and mutual funds and that sort of thing. But I'm talking about investment opportunities for things that are important to you. Maybe you've been looking for a piece of real estate that you could purchase 
that would be at the right price at the right time so that you could create some additional rental income. Farmers are notorious for this. Farmers definitely are some of the few that have learned the power of cash. Because if they have cash, that means that when the farm that comes up next door or across the road from them becomes available for sale and purchase, they're going to have the cash to do it. Or at the very least, they're going to have enough to put the down payment on to purchase it. We cannot overemphasize the power of cash, having the opportunity to be able to buy when that opportunity arrives. You know, sometimes when it comes to investment opportunities like real estate or farm ground or something of that nature, that window of opportunity is a very small one. I have a client that invests in old classic cars and he goes from auction to auction. He has really no intention of buying a car when he goes to an auction, but he never actually decides before he gets there that he won't buy either. And so as an opportunity, as an investment for his family and for his grandchildren, especially knowing that those classic cars hold value and it's something that he knows that he can purchase and it will bring kind of some enjoyment to himself as well as to his family later on after he passes away. He always ends up having cash available to buy the right car at the right price. So having cash for an investment opportunity is an important component for you. Well, we're about to take our first break, so I encourage you to stick around. We're going to be dealing with three more very important concepts when it comes to the power of cash. If you would like to give me a call, I'd be happy to take a few minutes out of my day to communicate with you. Give me a call. Telephone number is 866-290-3837. Again, that number is 866-290-3837. Stick around. We will be right back. If you're age 65 or older and own a traditional IRA, 401k, or other retirement plan, you'll soon have to deal with your required minimum distribution. Suddenly, a portion of your tax-deferred savings will be taxable again, and the overall impact on your portfolio could be significant. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is putting on a free educational workshop on required minimum distributions Tuesday, February 18th, 2 p.m. at North Iowa Area Community College in Mason City. Reserve your seat at 866-290-3837. You'll learn how much more you have to take out, how much tax liability they create, how they impact your Social Security, and so much more. Once again, this is a free educational workshop on required minimum distributions. Tuesday, February 18th, 2 p.m. at North Iowa Area Community College in Mason City. Reserve your seat at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Would you take your grandchildren out for ice cream and try to pay for it using your stock certificates? No, that would be ridiculous. Instead you would use your income. So why then do so many retirees make one of the biggest financial mistakes, dipping into their savings instead of relying on income during retirement? The good news? It's completely avoidable. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. 
And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a great day. Thanks for sticking around. And if you're just joining us, today we've been discussing the topic of cash, why cash is important to you, not only as a person, but also as an investor. We talked about having cash on hand for emergencies. And the question really needs to be asked, what is your number? Everybody needs to have cash on hand in the cash equivalent or the cash form. So in other words, that's having money in your bed stand, money in your cabinet, money in your gun safe. I don't care, but having money that is quick and near and easy to access in the event of an emergency. What if the bank is closed? What if it's a holiday? What if it's a weekend? Things of that nature. It's important to have that. When it comes to having money in the bank, that too is an important factor. And if we're going to have money in the bank, we want to determine first and foremost how much we really need. I find that there is two forms. There is people that have way too much money in the bank, and then there's people that don't have nearly enough. It seems to be rarely the case that we have the person that has just the right amount. But remember, when it comes to having money in the bank, if you think about it, you typically don't need an absolute massive amount of money in the bank because you're going to be covered for the major emergencies. Your car is going to be covered. Your health insurance is going to be covering your health and your home is going to be covered. So under the big catastrophes that we can tend to think about in our life, we really don't need as much outside of our deductible and our coinsurance. Anything above that Anything that we really have in excess is just money that's losing to inflation because of the low interest rate environment that we've been stuck in. The second technique is really some wham, the walking around money, money that you can use to be a blessing to yourself, to someone else. And I can't tell you just how much it seems to do for your psychology, just being able to reach in your pocket and know you've got two, three hundred bucks, whatever that amount is. If you feel rich with 50, great, put 50 in there. If you want to have a 1,000, fine. There's no law that says how much or how little you need to have. But having cash in your pocket just does something for you psychologically, and it's a blessing. It's a good thing. You don't have to miss out on opportunities to be a blessing, to tip that waitress or to buy that special trinket or that thing for your your son, your daughter, your wife, your your husband, your best friend, whatever it may be. And then cash for investment opportunities. Now, this is obviously cash that we would keep at home in the safe, or this would be cash we keep in the bank. But when it comes to, say, real estate purchases, or when it comes to, you know, maybe collector car items or antiques or things that you're kind of always on the lookout for, having cash so that you don't have to borrow money in order to do that is an important technique. It's an important thing for you. Because if you can buy it with cash, now you do not have to have the borrower being servant to the lender. You don't have to be paying interest on that money. And you know what? Sometimes those opportunities, investment opportunities are very, very fleeting. So in light of that, let's get into the investment properties of cash because it is important. You know, as a financial advisor, I have looked at literally thousands of 401k statements and allocations. And one of the things that I keep coming back to time and time and time again is the fact that so many individual employees have a 401k. They have been investing. Some of them understand it. Some of them do not. 
Some of them take care of their 401ks by allocating it properly. Some do not. But either which way, either on both sides of that aisle, there is always one thing that seems to be missing, and that's cash. You see, oftentimes 401ks are completely allocated. And what I mean by that is that every single red cent from the payroll deduction has been deposited into the 401k and is owning mutual funds. Now, there's going to be some investors out there that say, well, you know, Matthew, that's kind of silly. That's what it's designed for. Oh, I get it. I totally understand. But here's the problem. If you're fully allocated and all of a sudden the stock market drops, how are you going to take advantage of the opportunity that the market is giving you? And the answer is, you can't. The only way that you'll be able to do that is through dollar cost averaging. And that means the little amount that you're putting in every pay period from your check. You see, if we happen to have the opportunity to look at this market and we see just how high this market has gone, it's almost seeming to defeat gravity. And the longer it goes, the more nervous investors are becoming. They know that it can't go on forever. Now, part of that excitement and part of that gamble is kind of exciting because, you know, we're just amazed that it's continuing to go up. But at the same time, we just don't know when it might go down. We all know it's going to go down. We know it's going to go down. As they say, it's not a matter of if, it's more a matter of when. But the real idea here is that if you have money in a 401k, why don't you take some of your winnings off the table? You see, I call this a dry powder. So you've got an investment account. Everything's allocated. You have zero dry powder. You have zero opportunity to be able to take advantage of getting in at the low. But what if you did decide to take 10, 20, 30, 40% of your money off the table so that you were able to then take advantage of that loss that took place in the stock market? You would essentially be doing something called selling high and buying what? That's right, buying low. So I encourage you, when you look at your 401k, most 401ks are going to have something that is referred to as a stable value fund, or sometimes they will call it a fixed interest account. If you have either one of those, please realize that that's about the safest thing that you have within your 401k. And though it's not going to make you a lot of interest, maybe on average between 1% to 3%, it's going to be something that you can deposit money towards and give yourself an opportunity to be able to buy in after the market has gotten done correcting. Now, when you choose to buy in, that's completely up to you. Do you buy in when the market is down 20%? Do you hold off until it's down 25 30 so if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Going back into history, we know that from the turn of the century that the stock market lost twice. From 2000 to 2003, the stock market, the S&P 500, lost 50%. It lost half. Now, maybe you're anticipating a very large correction. Maybe you're not. But either which way, you're going to need to determine when that buy-in is right for you. From 2007 to 2009, 
the stock market went through what's called a wave of capitulation. This means this time it lost, but it lost even more than the first time. This time, the stock market lost over 60%, 6-0. Looking at the market today, we're amazed at how high the market is, but it also provides us or gives us this feeling that if we start going into another major correction, it could be worse than the first two. Now, I'm not saying that it will be because I don't know. You don't know either. But you'll never have an opportunity to take advantage of that outside of dollar cost averaging if you never have cash in your 401k. Now, with that being said, how about we think about required minimum distributions? Now, I know that the law has slightly changed for some, but not for others. But a required minimum distribution is something that all of you that have pre-tax money are going to have to contend with, whether it's when you're 70 and a half or whether it's at the end of the year in which you turn 72. But the reality is, is that all too often people know that there's going to be this required minimum distribution that they have to take, but they don't take the opportunity to be able to take some of their winnings off the table so that they can then provide themselves the required minimum distribution. What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is that most people continue to sit in positions while they're waiting to take the required minimum distribution. And then at the very last moment, they then sell those positions in order to get the required minimum distribution met. Well, may I suggest that there's no wrong way for you to take a minimum distribution as long as you take it. But the reality is, is that if you're selling positions in order to get your required minimum distribution, that means that you're gambling that your positions are going to be the same value when you have to take the RMD as they are today. And with the volatility increasing and the potential anxiety that's building within the stock market, with everyone waiting for the other shoe to drop, that may be a gamble that you no longer want to take. So please consider that if you're in mutual funds, if you're in stocks, and you're completely allocated and you don't have the cash set aside for your required minimum distribution, that maybe you should go back and rethink that strategy. Having the cash to satisfy the RMD without having to cannibalize your principal doing it is a very important component. Last but not least, let's talk about your cash. And this is going to be regarding all of your cash. I don't care if this is cash at home. I don't care if this is cash in the bank, cash in a 401k, or cash in your investment account. You see, all of us, basically since the beginning of 2000, we started seeing interest rates decline. And interest rates far and away are at one of the lowest rates that they've ever been. And the fact of the matter is, is that inflation is clipping along at a much higher pace than what our bank money is making us, what stable value accounts are making us. And so this is where we need to learn to become a capitalist. You see, the wealthy always make certain that their cash is earning them something. And when we think about that, what we're dealing with is the old-fashioned way of earning cash on our cash. That means interest and dividends. And we're not talking some paltry amount like two or three tenths. You see, there's an entire universe of conservative income generating investments that are able to allow you to earn between, say, four to seven percent safely each and every year. This is earning cash on your cash. Because you see, when you get paid an interest payment, 
when you get paid dividends, that's real cash. That comes to you and that's cash you can spend or cash that you can reinvest and grow your own net worth. So when it comes to having money in your buckets, you want some cash that's clear on the conservative side. It's safe, it's insured, it's available, and it's liquid. It's also important to have your money making you money through risk, having money in the stock market. But don't forget the bucket that's in the middle, the moderate category. And I'm not talking moderate mutual funds or moderate stocks. I'm talking investing by contract through fixed income. Something like individually held corporate bonds, preferred stocks, business development companies. There's an entire universe of things out there that will make you cash on your cash. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you and you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Well, that's it for today's show. I'm Matthew Johnson, President and Owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And today, I hope you make it a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Brought to you by the Retirement Income Store. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. 